In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. As Great Lent comes to a close, and Holy Week nears, uh, the spotlight of our scriptures and church rituals continues to focus in on the person and the character of our Lord Jesus Christ. And amazingly, from his first days on earth until this very day, we don't quite know what to make of him. Is Jesus our Messiah or is he our condemner? Is he our friend or is he our judge? Is he a liberal or is he a conservative? Definitely a conservative, I just heard. We tend to put Jesus in binary categories such as these because our hearts and minds are not yet big enough to see him whole as he is. But as we know, we can't ever fully grasp Jesus so much as be grasped by him. And one of our main tasks on our yearly journey of Great Lent is to let go of our comfortable caricatures of Jesus and let God show us who he really is. And we have such a situation in today's reading. Christ's words and actions are so beautiful, but they're so challenging. And so we tend to caricature him in one of two ways. First, with all of Jesus' harsh words in today's reading, it is easy to see him as the great judge in the sky, whose sole purpose is to call out our sins, dole out penance, and keep score for God. But in the very same reading, Jesus declares love as the one and only commandment, giving us the impression that Jesus is our friend and he's a lover of all without condition. Well, the truth is that Jesus is both judge and friend and much more than we can say in words. Yet if we want to try and capture in words the seeming paradox of Jesus' loving and his tough character, we could say that Jesus teaches us that our hates be general and that our loves be specific. That our hates be general and our loves specific. Hating how sin enslaves us all, but loving each of us in a most intimate way. And if you boil down today's reading, that is just what I think you will find. First, Jesus' hate and anger nearly leaps off the page. I know it's hard to even think of Jesus hating. But here is no timid, no permissive friend. Woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Jesus repeats eight times, not coincidentally, parallel to the eight Beatitudes at the beginning of the same gospel. Jesus goes on to tear into the injustice and the hypocrisy of the church, the state, and the institutions of his time, and by extension, the institutions of our time. Woe to every one of you, Jesus might say, every one of us, at work, at church, at home, who try to look good and moral and decent with our words, but in our actions are less so. Woe to every one of you, Jesus might say, and every one of us, at work, at church, at home, who will not forgive another, 
but expect others in God to forgive us. You're fools, Jesus says. You're blind. You're a bunch of snakes, Jesus says. He's no appeaser, Jesus. He hates sin. He hates self-righteousness. He hates violence and injustice. But he makes his hates general. I'm not aware of Jesus berating any individual, even when that individual was a known sinner, especially when that individual was a known sinner, even when that individual was known to betray him. But Jesus was absolutely relentless in revealing the evil and hypocrisy of groups of people and their collective power and interest. Pharisees, yes. Scribes, yes. Conservatives, yes. Liberals, yes. Americans, absolutely. Armenians, sorry, yes. Ukrainians, yes. Russians, yes. Because our collective pride always tends to hide our sins from ourselves. And of course, the greater our calling and potential for good, the greater God's anger and sadness when we fall short. And so Jesus' final lament is for Jerusalem. His lament isn't personal to anyone in Jerusalem, of course. He simply hates, he hates that God's holy city has been corrupted to such worldly ends. So let's follow Jesus in letting our hates be general. Hate no one, but do hate sin, starting, of course, with our own. But then also, let's let our loves be very specific. The specificity of Jesus' love strikes us throughout his life and also in today's reading. Because right before Jesus goes off on the hidden sins and oppression of his day, he speaks of the importance of real and specific love. Teacher, Jesus is asked by a lawyer, which is the greatest commandment in the law? This is a gotcha question, of course asking Jesus to rank the 613 laws of the Old Testament, governing everything from the fabric you're supposed to wear to the food you're supposed to eat. And Jesus' answer is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, make your loves specific. Don't love laws, love people, and love God. Don't love in theory, love with all your heart, soul, and mind. Don't love an ideal person, love your neighbor. That guy who puts his trash out on the wrong day, whose dog barks all night and whose tree branches scrape your roof. In fact, loving humanity in general in an idealistic way can actually prevent us from loving anyone in any particular and real way. Dostoevsky noticed this, and he wrote, the more I love humanity in general, the less I love man in particular. He goes on to say that generally, and in his head, sure, he has love great enough to give his life for someone like Christ did. But in reality, he can't be in the same room with a stranger for a day without beginning to hate them. One, because of how he blows his nose. The other, because of how he eats noisily. A vague love of others is dangerous because it can hide how poor we are at actual love, which only occurs with the real and flawed people around us, and it always costs us something. So let's follow Jesus in letting our loves be specific and personal 
starting with those closest to us. And if we can follow Jesus in today's reading and through the conclusion of Great Lent and making our hates general and our love specific, we will come to know Jesus more as he is and as we are called to be. So let us always be fearless in revealing and renouncing the hidden ways that sin corrupts us from being what God calls us to be as Americans, as Armenians, as Christians. And let us love specifically and personally as Jesus did. He calls each one of us by name and loves us despite our sins and despite the cost. And he's willing to kneel down and wash our feet, to endure betrayal, to bear the cross for our sins. And yet, he loves us till the very end, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.